Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of The Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to The Issue Miked Up. Link is on our website, which can be found in the bio of our Instagram, which is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. New subscription episodes come out every Friday. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Five days in, voice is gone. We'll get to that later. Well, you know, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was 100% worth it. worth it. If you could go back in time, would you do it again? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I'll take a little raspiness for, for, for that a experience. great time that at a great. Monday night football game, Heinz Field. Freezing cold. Ben's last game. It was it was everything we wanted it to be. It was it was solid. We will uh, we will talk about that game coming up. We have a pretty good episode for you guys today. We're gonna get to our hits and misses first. Um, go through that. Get to uh, Ben's last game. Talk about Baker a little bit, um, and then going into the break, uh, and then coming out the other side, we will have our review of the rest of the games from Week 17. Uh, we're gonna give you our top 10 quarterbacks, and then in the third segment. To finish it all off, the top 14 teams currently going in to the final week of regular season play in the NFL. It's going to be a wildly exciting episode. We also have a lot of news. We have our first winner of hey, our first ahead. giveaway. We'll just announce it right now. Why not? So so um, there was a giveaway on our social media, uh, mostly Instagram. We announced it on Twitter, but it was, it was through Instagram, right? Uh, you, The winner gets a $50 Visa gift card. A fifteen dollar DraftKings, right? DraftKings, yep. Um, and then a Helo mix, which we have uh, here. Actually, looks pretty sweet. Um, but go ahead, go ahead, take take it away, take it away. Yeah. So the requirements were like comment and follow. Uh, this individual met all those requirements. Randomly was selected. Um, keep it completely fair. Um, and that username is Bearded Wolf on. Instagram. So it's like wolf, but with an, another O in there, bearded wolf. Yep. Um, kind of got a killer beard. Just want to throw that out there. If he's listening, if you're listening, my man, killer beard. Congratulations. Yep. Um, we'll be getting that in the mail pretty soon, right? Pretty soon. Could have just package it up, take it over to what UPS, whatever. I don't know whoever ships things. Yeah, we'll take. I'm it to not UPS. a genius. You're you're more the logistics guy. Right. Um, you know, we'll take it to wherever wherever's gonna ship it and. Uh, Get it to Congratulations, Bearded Wolf. Yeah, and it will definitely not be our last giveaway either. We should be having, you know, I would say we're going to shoot for maybe monthly to every other month have a giveaway. Um, you know, it was great, great for the show. Got a lot of uh, attraction to our to our post and 
you know, stuff that we're posting out on Instagram. So definitely solid, definitely worth it. Um, congratulations. Hits and misses. Let's go. <clears throat> Sorry. I, I'm also a little bit scratchy. Not like you, though. You are always just gone. But, you it's know, I got, a, I got a little scratch. Um, all right. First hit, Tua. I feel like this is on the list every week. I said it last week and the week before. Or the last episode and the week before. Or the week ago today. Against good teams, two is not good. I made the prediction. You liked Miami because they have a really good defense. Two is safe enough. You thought he was good, good, accurate, right? I said, no, no, no. Against really good defense, he's not that good. And Tennessee's got a standout defense. Really good pass rush. What do you know? They lose 34-3 to to Tennessee. 34-3. to People are like, is Miami a playoff team? No. Miami's not even close to a playoff team. Against a, a team who has a B-minus quarterback, right? Tannehill's a B-minus guy, I would say, right? It's not going to carry you. They're losing the, the whole soul of their franchise, Derrick Henry. The cornerstone of their franchise. And if you really think you're a playoff team, you have to go in there and at least compete. I, you, you lost by 31 points. I mean, Tua, come on. All right, misses. Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I've been down on Jalen Hurts pretty much since he came out. I was like, he doesn't really throw that pretty of a football. But, I mean, he's really, really productive. Really productive. He's got like 100 through, through his first 15 starts. He's got like 100 less um, yards, total yards, than Lamar did. He's got, I think, more total touchdowns. He's got like 10 less first downs. Um, he's a little bit more efficient. I mean... Look, I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's as athletic. I don't think he throws. He's not as consistent when he throws the football right. Lamar's showing he gets better and better and better, which Hurts does as well, but not quite a refined, as refined of a thrower as Lamar. I don't think he's Lamar's. Not, he's not an MVP of the league yet. Not an MVP of the league yet. Right. That's, that's basically what I'm trying to say. But I will say he's productive. It doesn't look always, not as, it's not always the prettiest, right? He's not going to wow you with his arm but he's productive and if they can build around that which they are right now they can run the football give him good defined play action looks for his tight end i mean they could be at least a very competitive football team as long as he's their quarterback i will say that i don't think they'll ever going to be that they're going to be that bad with him he's too good of a leader he's too productive he's really athletic makes some plays with his leg can pick up first downs i mean that that has a place i agree all right hits um do i dare do i dare say baker mayfield um, I've, I've, we've been saying it. I've said it for almost the, since the beginning of this podcast. Almost that Baker's overrated. I wouldn't give him the bag. I wouldn't pay him big money. If uh, you know, if I'm sitting there with like a Taylor Heineke or I don't know, like Daniel Jones in New York, and you know I don't like any of the, the none of the big quarterbacks want to sign with me, or I don't like any of the guys out of the draft. Would I give Baker 15 million a year? Maybe yeah, for one or two years, I'd give him a shot, right? Do I think he's a franchise guy? Absolutely not. Do I think he could be like a bridge guy maybe, right? Like a Teddy Bridgewater? Um, yeah, I think so. I think he would he would have to adjust his mindset and adjust his play to a more safe, efficient quarterback rather than let's just chuck the ball downfield and hope for the best. Um, and people come into his defense, oh, he was hurt. Everybody in this league is hurt. If you're on the field, look, playing hurt doesn't like get you some like – but it, there's no moral value to playing hurt. Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Look what he's doing, right? If you're truly special, then whenever you step on the field, you that means you are good enough and you are ready enough to at least compete. At one point, look at the stat sheet. He was 5 for 17. Don't look at the stats now. He played a horrendous game. Horrendous game. Now, am I expecting him to go in there and win that game at Heinz Field in that atmosphere? Absolutely not. Am I expecting him to be 5 for 17 at one point with no touchdowns and a pick? No. That, that That's not competitive at all. 
and don't look at the stats because those were garbage time stats. They were already down by like 16 when he started putting up those stats. Not a good player. Not a good player. All right, misses. Uh, Giants. We had the Giants, what, at the top of the division, I believe? Um, they were at least close. Well, they were really I think close. we had them in Washington. And now look, those are the two bottom teams in that division. We almost have it completely flipped. We had Dallas at three and the Eagles at four. Dallas is one. The Eagles are two. Right. And we had Washington and New York tied for one and two. Um, I will say I didn't anticipate Daniel Jones being this bad. I mean, even their special teams is bad. Their defense can't stop a nosebleed. They can't pass block. They can't run block. Everybody they signed is underwhelming. I don't, I don't know what to make uh, of the Giants. I really don't. I, to me, I mean, I don't know if you blow it all up, but I think the GM needs to go. I think obviously you need a new quarterback. Are we sure Joe Judge is the guy? Like I, I will say last year it looked like he kind of knew what he was doing. He could at least coach the defense to some wins, right? I mean, he's special teams and a defense guy. That might be their two weakest spots. I mean, I don't, I don't know. All right, about a hit here. Let's go, with Joe Burrow. First time we put him in the top ten this past uh, this past quarterback ranking last Wednesday. And what do you know? The past two weeks, he's got the most. He's got the second most yards in a two-game span in NFL history. Um, he goes out, beats the number one, well, at that point, number one seeded Chiefs, moves into the three seed in the AFC with a big win at home against KC. I don't want to say he outdueled Mahomes, but I would say he outdueled Mahomes, right? I don't, right. I don't think it came down to that. I'm not saying Mahomes played a bad game and that there was a big gap, but statistically, he outplayed Mahomes. I thought he made a couple more big throws. Uh, he's more special inside and kind of like like – Inside the pocket and like kind of getting outside the pocket with his movement, he's a little more special than I thought he was. He can move a little bit, and he's quick. He doesn't really go down all that easy. Um, he's a he's a nice, big, strong athlete. I like Joe Burrow a lot, and uh, you'll see that reflected in our quarterback rankings once again in the second segment. Absolutely, moved up a little bit. Right, right. He moved up a bit. Yeah. Um, all right. How about uh, misses Titans? Um, I we we had him at what twelve this past week, and. They just keep finding ways to win. Um, I will say I don't like I don't love Miami, right? Uh, but they do have a pretty good defense, even though they had been beating like Mike Glennon and you know a bunch of no-name quarterbacks. I did think that they would stand like a chance against Tannehill because I don't think Tannehill's that special, especially without a running game. Um, well, what do you know? They didn't, and Tennessee just keeps winning games. They're a good football team. Their defense is phenomenal. They're well coached. They have good little trick plays. It seems like. Even when you know they're going to run, they can still run, which I think is the mark of a good coach. Like, Belichick threw the ball three times in the wind. I mean, everybody knew they were running every play, and they thoroughly dominated the line of scrimmage. I see a lot of that with Tennessee. It's like, yeah, they're going to run about 90, uh, or I'm sorry, about like 60% of the time, right? And it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, you can, you can know it's coming, and they're just going to, they're, they're still going to get a hat on a hat. They're going to open up some holes. Uh, Tennessee's a, a good football team, and they get Derrick Henry back. I don't know about this week, but they said, when he got hurt, they said probably playoffs. Like a week or two ago, I saw a report that he said probably playoffs. They have a number one seed right now, so they have the bye. I mean, they get a bye. Derrick Henry can rest. That's a team I would not want to face. After they're rested, they get healthy. I don't know. I don't, yeah. know, if, I don't know if I want to see them. Um, Titans are a pretty good football team. And that is it for our hits and misses. Week, what, week 17? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I'm going to go on a little mini rant here. If TJ Watt does not get Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to lose my mind. The only reason that he shouldn't get Defensive Player of the Year is if he gets MVP. And I feel that strongly about it. How many games 
has he single-handedly won for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Almost single-handedly. I will say Najee played well. He can't put points on the board. But how many games has he been the most important piece to a winning football team? Um, Almost every game he's played in. Almost every game he's played in. In two less games than anyone that's competing with him when you're talking about the sack race or just, you know, being an overall good player, right? Statistically, two games less than every other guy on that that thing. He is a sack away from breaking the all-time sack record. How is it even a debate? He's having an all-time season, and he's got two less games. So... Once you end up throwing this extra game, because they're playing an extra game this year, he'll have one less game, right, than, than everybody else, like in prior years, right? Like Strahan and all them, because they played 16-game seasons. He will have played seven or 16 games, or 15 games as well, right? Because we play 17 now, he missed two. So he will have played 15 games, and he could break the all-time sack record. And I think he probably will against Baltimore. I think he probably, probably will. He had four sacks against Cleveland. Probably going to throw in at least another two. If you're trying to argue Miles Garrett, that is the dumbest brain-dead argument I've ever heard. I can't even entertain it. I can't even entertain it. He looked useless on Monday night. Useless. I didn't see him impact a single play. Not one. Not one. I was there. I watched it live. Not even close. Not even close. If you, It's such an asinine argument that I can't even listen to it. Let's, let's, let's pull up Miles Garrett's stats. Mind you, he's played every game, right? 18 sacks. Now, wait, no, I'm sorry. 15 sacks. Even better. 15 sacks. He has, what, six and a half less sacks? What's TJ at? 21 and a half or 21? 21 and a half, I think. 21 and a half. He's got six and a half less sacks. Six and a half less sacks. How many How many games has he played? How, more than TJ Watt? Two. Two. Two more games than TJ Watt. Six and a half less sacks. I mean, against Pittsburgh, he had, just wait, just wait, one combined tackle. That's it. One combined tackle. One. One. He had one. He helped on two tackles to make one total tackle. He didn't even get a singular tackle himself. He had one total. He He had a sum of a tackle. He summed up his plays, all of them in the whole game. In the whole entire game, he summed up his whole effort into one tackle. No sacks, no quarterback pressures, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries, no tackles for loss. That's not that's not a defensive player of the year. You know what TJ did, though? That's a guy that could be completely marginalized. TJ Watt against a Pro Bowl line. Miles Garrett went against, I don't know, what's pro football focus rated? Probably the 25th or 26th best offensive line? When we checked, like, couple weeks ago was 23 for Pittsburgh so Miles Garrett against a bottom 10 offensive line summed up one total tackle the entire football game no pressures no hits no nothing TJ Watt against a pro bowl line now granted they put a rookie on him which why would you do that but nonetheless against a pro bowl offensive line TJ Watt went for how many sacks four yeah four sacks I believe a forced fumble as well he is so impressive T.J. Watt sacks. Oh, so he had five total tackles. Four sacks. He actually didn't have a forced fumble. I swear he had. I swear he did. Oh, he had one more. Baker almost fumbled. It probably should have. Can't believe he didn't. I mean, just 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 let's look at where T.J. Watt ranks in the entire league 
when it comes to important stats for a defensive player, especially like a you know an edge rusher type guy. Right, somebody that's going to get after the quarterback on occasion. All right, where's it at? Come on, I just saw this the other day. Oh, this is it right here. There we go. T.J. Watt is first in the NFL in quarterback hits. He's with 36. He's first in the NFL in sacks with 21 and a half. He's tied for first in the NFL with 20 tackles for loss. He's tied for first in the NFL with three fumble recoveries, and he tied for fifth with four forced fumbles. One, 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 and five. Is that not the, that's the defensive player of the year? That, that is the defensive player of the year. If he doesn't get it, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to, if Miles Garrett gets this award, I cannot watch the NFL anymore. If Aaron Donald gets this award again, might, I, I might stage a revolt. Aaron Donald stats. Let's just, just for conversation's sake, 12 and a half sacks. Get out of here. Don't even, don't even, I don't even want to hear that. I don't even want to hear, I don't even want to hear the argument. 77 tackles. He's a defensive tackle. They run right into him. He better have that many tackles. They run literally right into your stomach. They're right there. If you actually argue Aaron Donald or Miles Garrett and you're anywhere within my foot's reach of you, I am guaranteed to kick you. I'm guaranteed to kick you. If I can if I'm feeling flexible and I can get it to the head, I'm gonna give it a go. But uh, like I'm little, not that little, little MMA style. Like yeah, that. I'm not that flexible. So we'll probably go with a spinning back kick right to the midsection. I've seen that from Joe some, Rogan. Joe Rogan ribs. throws a nice one. Yeah, you know. Um, Dana White said that he'd give professional fighters a run for his, their money. I mean, he probably would. Yeah. But what do? You, sorry, sorry to get out to get off my soapbox here. Um, I don't know. Would you make of the game? That that was my biggest takeaway. That T.J. Watt is the best defensive player in football. Was last year. Is again this year. And better win the award. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, you know, felt my game, my 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 job at the game was kind of to you know help set the hostile atmosphere. You were you were amped up. You were amped up. <clears throat> yeah, it was good. We were going strong. Um, you know, the offense shocked me. We had like probably half the game where we were sitting there and it seemed like our offense was non-existent like it usually is yeah um and then kind of like late there Najee started going off probably what was that like later second quarter and then he heated up like a little bit right before half and then out of half he played phenomenal but yeah 188 yards yeah it was just more surprising to me how our offensive line like you said they moved bodies they, they didn't let miles garrett become a factor they were they were moving bodies. I will say, since they put um, what's his name, J.C. Hassenauer or whatever, the center, yeah. right? Because they had I think Kendrick Green at center, who isn't really a natural center. So they put a natural center in, moved Green over, and they put John Leglue at guard. Never heard of that guy till last week. But I will say, since the since that change has been made, I believe that was last week, and then this week were the two games that that, that was the line set up, right? They've been able to, to move bodies. They've been able to run the football at least a little bit, right? Um, the KC game, it's so hard to tell. Like, you know, statistically, it does not look like they ran the football. But uh, when you're actually watching the game, they didn't get, like, blown up, right? So I will say, since this offensive line configuration has been made, there's been there's been more, more holes for Najee, and you saw it, like, come to fruition a little bit on Monday night. Yeah, it was nice. Um, Refreshing to see a little bit. At least shocked me. Ripped off 6.7 a carry, so, like, 
He had a couple big runs to, to skew that number a little bit, but he was still pretty effective, four or five yards every carry, which that's staying on schedule, right? That allows you to be in second and five, third and two, third and three, right? That's what you want. You don't want third and 11, third and nine. Like that, That's so hard to convert, especially when your quarterback's so limited. Yeah. Third and two is way better. Now, I will say, it was a great send-off for Ben. Very glad we got to see him play his last game at Heinz Field in the regular season. But I'm so excited to see who comes next and and see a big arm at Heinz Field again. See somebody that can really push that ball downfield, go to a game, and be able to see somebody drop back at the 20 and, you know, see routes that are going past 10, 15 yards and really just let them rip. I'm I'm really excited. I kind of want to get a gamer. Like, I want to get, like, a gardener, you know, somebody like that that moves around, games a little bit, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Gardner would be sweet in Pittsburgh. It would I'm be sorry. Cool. I just, I, he pushes the ball downfield. He's a little bit of a risk taker. I understand that, you know, maybe even Ben threw too many picks for some people's taste. And people are like, well, why would you do that again? Like, why would you get a guy like that again? It's like, Ben's been so safe. Like, push the ball downfield. Get somebody that's going to be a little bit dynamic and, like, move around a bit. Make some exciting, fun plays. Get fun. Be fun. You know yep. what I mean? Nonetheless, I like, your, your defense is always going to be good for the next couple of years. At least be fun. Be good on offense. Be fun on offense. Be a little bit productive. At least have a big play component. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah. Who is in our top ten? And reviewing the rest of the games that happened in the NFL during Week 17. Coming up next. Hey guys, Tim from the Issue. Just came to talk to you guys about a great opportunity with Phoenix, especially for around the holidays. They've got a little bit of everything for everybody on your list. You just want to be healthy? They have green supplements. They have super reds. They have fish oil. Anything that you might need to stay healthy and happy during the holiday season. If you got a gym rat on your list, go get some pre-workout, some intra-workout. Go get some post-workout basic whey protein powder. And whenever you check out, make sure you use the code TJ2021. Your 2021. TJ2021 for 15% off of your purchase. Alright, second segment, the issue, Wednesday, January, check the phone, 5th, love to see it, um, weather report, <clears throat> uh, cloudy, overcast, uh, you know, High 30s, low 40s here in Western PA. Not little, bad. little windy. Yeah, not terrible, I guess, for January. It could be colder. Um, hopefully, it doesn't get too cold tonight. We'll see. Um, my feet are freezing right now for some reason. I need some some toe warmers. I don't think they've gotten warm since Monday, though. I don't think. They pop on. I think so. they've been they've been cold since Monday, but is yeah. what it is. It was worth it. It's still warming up. Right, let's jump into it. Uh, all right, let's review Week 17 NFL season. Give your thoughts, what it means, you know, what, what we think some of these games could mean for playoff implications, all that good stuff. Let's start with one of the more interesting games. The Rams beat Baltimore 20-19. to I will say, Stafford does throw some picks. Can be a little inconsistent, but um, he has the best pass rating of any quarterback in the league this year in the fourth quarter. Um, and Sean McVay, after the game, he said, you know, Stafford was great when greatness was required. Um, so, like, when, when he needed to, back against the wall, he showed up. That drive was beautiful. And uh, another shot at the Browns because it's just always fun to do. Um, you guys couldn't make OBJ work because uh, you guys are totally dysfunctional, a waste of an organization, the mistake on the lake. 
um, that is you, Cleveland. Just want to throw that out there. I hate anybody from Cleveland. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I hate Cleveland. I hate the Browns. Yeah. And they couldn't make OBJ work. And now look at it. And look at him in LA. What five touchdowns in seven or eight games? Um, he's been an absolute stud. LA wins twenty to nineteen. All right. How about Cincinnati beats uh, beats Kansas City? So Cincinnati was at home. So I think that was a game that they definitely could have been competitive in. I didn't think that they would go out and win it. But Joe Burrow is a stud. I mean, he's a stud. Uh, his confidence is infectious on that team. I mean, you there's a, there's an entire culture change in Cincinnati. Like it, they don't even feel like the same team from last year and the year before. Um, Joe Burrow has completely transformed the culture there. That's a team that can compete. I I wouldn't be like floored if I saw him in the AFC Championship game. Do I think that they're there quite yet? No. But I mean, I wouldn't be like absolutely shocked if they're in there with KC in the in the in the championship game. It they, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. They've got some like swag now too, like. You know, Jamar Chase, they, yeah. they, those type of guys bring a lot of leadership and a lot of energy. And, Joe and, Mixon and T. And, Higgins. And, right, and, right. Things that Cincinnati has been kind of devoid of the past couple of years. I mean, it seems like you watch a Cincinnati game, the players almost look like sorry to be there. They were, but, it was just boring. They were boring, yeah. But now, it, it's like an infusion of energy with, with Joe Burrow, with, with Jamar Chase, with with Boyd, like you said. They're, with, with they're talented. Mason. They're a talented team, they too. They are a really good team. And I think they're going to get a lot better, too. I, I think they found the guy at coach, finally. Yeah. I, I think Zach Taylor's a good coach. Yeah. I think he's a good coach. They need someone for defense. They need some, they need some defensive talent. Um, and they still they, need offensive linemen, right? Offensive linemen would be good. Joe Burrow was kind of running for his life a little bit there, and the especially in the first half. I think that's what they need to do. I think probably first round offensive linemen. Then from there, you got to go defensive depth. And uh, they've been having some really good off seasons when it comes to free agents uh, on the defensive side of the football. So then you know maybe continue that run. Um, but they're they're not they're not far off. Their defense is average. Their offense is really good. All right, how about Vegas uh, goes on the road. So you you had the uh, you had Vegas just covering the six and a half. They ended up going on the road and winning as an underdog. Um, they beat Indianapolis. I don't really know what to make of Indy anymore. Um, this is a really bad loss for me in in Indy's book. Carson Wentz just he's playing a little bit too safe for me. Five point five an attempt is just not going to cut it. One hundred and forty eight yards. I know he didn't throw a, he didn't throw a pick, which I guess you know is good. But yeah. I. I like what am I supposed to say? You know, like you got to be more productive. I need I need some more production. I also thought they threw the ball too much. Taylor was ripping off five a carry, and and they threw the ball more than they ran it. I was just that's not their identity. They need to run the football with uh, with Jonathan Taylor. They have another good back, Naeem Hines. He could run the football too. Uh, maybe get running back by committee if that's what you're worried about. But they need to run the football a little more. Um, if you're not a I'm still not a believer in Vegas. I don't I don't know. I don't think that they're that. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, like like I said, they're very streaky. They're that team that can come in and upset. They're kind of like the Carolina that we thought from last year that'll beat you like Late well, when you don't need to be beat. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, I don't think they're a great team that's going to, you know, make any sort of like stand in the playoffs if they would happen to stumble in there somehow. But I do think they have good things. I think they have good pieces. They've had a lot of noises here. They've had a lot of distractions, which I think have kind of hampered them a little. But at the end of the day, I do like Derek Carr. Derek Carr's a good quarterback. I do like Waller. Waller's a great tight end. And Hunter Renfro is a beast. Hunter Renfro, he you, you have yeah he does some options. nice things. Yeah, no, and, I, and you have weapons. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I think they lose next week though to, to the Chargers, and they probably miss the playoffs then. But because the Colts. 
the Colts play Jacksonville, um, so they'll probably win. And then the the Vegas, uh, yeah, the Raiders will lose to the Chargers, and you know, so. Right about Philadelphia um, on the road at Washington gets a divisional win nonetheless. Right, it wasn't all that impressive. I said it, it wasn't all that impressive. Um, it wasn't special. It's not always pretty with Jalen Hurts, but they run the football. They wear you down. They have a, a physical offensive line. They have a physical defensive line. Um, like I said, they'll wear you down. They got a win. Like I said, on the road, divisional. It's about all you can ask for at this point in the year. If you're getting a win on the road, you're good. Um, all right, how about Buffalo at home? Had some trouble with Atlanta. They were, like, I think down at half. Uh, yeah, they were down 15-14 and a half. What is that? Atlanta had a safety. Um, yeah, so they were down 15-14 and a half. And, uh, well, they just found a way to win, to be honest with you. The defense stepped up, shut them out in the second half. Josh Allen, you know, goes off for, what, 15 in the second half. And, you know, they did what they needed to do. In the snow, like I said, late in the year, weather's tough. If you get a win, especially by two touchdowns by 14 points in the NFL. Pat yourself on the back. Move on to the next week. All right, Tennessee, Miami. Uh, Tennessee, 34. Miami, 3. Um, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Two is not a franchise guy. Two is not a... 18 for 38. So, everyone's like, oh, he's accurate. That's significantly below 50%. Uh, 205, no touchdowns and a pick. 53 QBR. I mean, you tell me. That's a team that you're going to have to beat. I'm sorry. That, that's a playoff-caliber team. If you want to compete in this league, you have to at least look competent against playoff-caliber football teams. I mean, I'll get into this later, but Mac Jones has a lot of the same qualities, which they're both from Alabama, both kind of limited, high, you know, low-ceiling-type guys. I'll get into it with Mac Jones, but if you're a completely different quarterback against good teams, I'm sorry, I just can't hitch my, you know, hitch my trailer to you. Joe Burrow against not only a good football team in KC, but a defense that's been playing really, really good football. That, that's been a top 10 defense for the last, like, three months. Or, I'm sorry, last, like, two months. Three months, like, the whole season. The last, like, eight and eight games, KC's defense has been solid. Joe Burrow goes in there and rips him up. That's a franchise guy. Tua? No. All right, New England against Jacksonville. Again, this is what Mac Jones should have done against Jacksonville. I expected Mac Jones to have three touchdowns and no picks. I expected him to have a QBR in the hundreds. Right? And that's exactly what he did. Uh, QBR of 128, three touchdowns, no picks, averaging 7.6 a throw. Um, I don't know. What do you do with Jacksonville? You keep Trevor Lawrence. That's about it. You you go look for coordinators. You go look for coaches. And you try to start some sort of build. Not even rebuild, just build. I just, I don't, I don't know what you do with Jacksonville. Um... I've seen bad football teams, but losing 50-10 to 10 is different. That's a different level of bad. I know it's against Belichick, and I know you're on the road, and I don't care, man. You can't lose by 40. You a cannot lose by 40. A real thing? If they continue to be this team, they're going to need to relocate at some point. I mean, they're they're, they're going to lose the market. They're just they're shunting fans right now. The market is already so bad in Jacksonville. Nobody wants to go there. Nobody. They have one of the smallest stadiums in the league. I don't know what you do with them. Um, Next team on the movie thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacksonville did. Uh, yeah. Um, another team that's also really bad, but actually played pretty decent. Tampa Bay beats uh, the Jets. The Jets, you know, suck. But Zach Wilson looked at least a little bit comfortable. I will say. Um, no touchdown, or a touchdown and no picks. You know, 89 QBR. I thought it was one of his better games, I will say that. 
Um, not terribly accurate, but did make some plays, um, at least enough to be competitive, but Brady was just that much better. He had 410 yards, 8.2 in attempt, and 105 QBR. The Bucks get the win. Um, okay, so obviously we got to talk about the elephant in the room with this game. Antonio Brown just decides to strip down his clothes and leave. Just, um, yeah. Do you think he gets another shot in the NFL? No. No, I don't do think, I so think he should. I don't think he should. I don't think he does. Um... I don't. You see in the video, Mike Evans is like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And then he's just like, "Screw it, I'm still doing it." Gets undressed and and walks off the field. What are you doing? Um, sorry, if you can't work with Brady and on a team that's contending, where like, that's a top three team, top four team. Well, we haven't four, but sorry, a little spoiler for later. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's a top five NFL team, and you're talking in the playoffs. That could be that that could be the team coming out of the NFC, right? And you're gonna throw that away just for what? For your for your pride? For your pride? Is that what it is? dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, I don't think he deserves another shot. If I was a general manager, a coach, an owner, I would not even think about it. No way. No way. Sorry, I had to get a drink. And also, Antonio Brown saying that it's not going to be Ben's last game in Hinesfield. Yeah, uh, no, it, it should be. It better be. I'm going to be pretty upset if it's not. I witnessed what I thought was history, and I yeah. swear to God, if he comes back, and if the Steelers take him back, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. <laughs> All right, Chicago. Um, talk about a dumpster fire of two teams, huh? Chicago and the Giants. Ugh. And the Giants actually looked worse than I ever imagined an NFL team looking. I don't. Mike Glennon went four for eleven for twenty-four yards, no touchdowns, two picks, and a five-point-three QBR. Um, they didn't run the ball effectively. Forty carries for one hundred and sixty-one yards, but four carry, eh? Lackluster. Um, but I mean, they lost to Andy Dalton, so mm. what else more needs said, right? Both these teams suck, though. I mean, seriously. Chicago, 3.8 yards per play. That's rough. Um, the Giants, 2.7 yards per play. I mean, if you go down the list, it was basically the same team playing each other. 29, 29 minutes, 52 seconds time of possession. 30 minutes, 8 seconds. Same time of possession. Both had 12 drives. Uh, Chicago had 10 more plays, whatever. Um, total yards are within 100 of each other. The yards per play are similar. Red zone, um, yeah, I guess the Giants didn't get to the red zone much, but I mean, they're, they're both really, really bad teams, right? I thought it came down to turnovers probably because um, Chicago had two, New York had uh, had four, but I didn't really watch the game. I don't really care. They're both bad football teams. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Next game. Chargers against the uh, Denver Broncos. I, yeah, I mean... I wasn't betting Denver again, I'll tell you that. So, uh, Justin Herbert looked like Justin Herbert should look. Yeah, 115 QBR, good game. Um, nobody knows what Denver's really doing a quarterback. Drew Locke didn't play bad. I will say he had 9.8 in attempt. He was throwing the ball downfield. He had 116 QBR. Did a, Made a couple plays with his legs, like getting outside the pocket and throwing. Um, I, don't, I don't think Drew Locke's terrible. I just think that that's not a matchup for them, right? They're kind of mailing it in. They got some injuries. Herbert's at home playing for something a little bit bigger. All right, San Fran at home beats Houston 23-7. to Not much to say. Houston's not a very good football team. I think San Fran could make a run in the playoffs. Trey Lance looked good, though. He looked really good, actually. 116 QBR. He was pushing the ball. This is, this is why I think... Um, Kyle Shanahan is really, really excited to have Trey Lance, right? He ran the ball eight times, was fairly effective with his legs, but he was pushing the ball downfield. He had the 
the wow potential with his arm, right? 10.8 in attempt, 116 QBR, pushing the ball downfield, not just making the safe throw. Is Jimmy a better pro quarterback right now? Probably. But does Trey Lance have that, oh, wow, he is dynamic quality to him? Absolutely. Um, San Fran's looking uh, promising. How about uh, Carolina? Drops another one. Um, they're... That's the second straight year now that they have lost, I think, like six straight to end the season. Yeah, well, they have one more game, but yeah. Just a nosedive. I mean, they're just bad. They're just bad. Um, and I don't think New Orleans is that much better, to be honest with you. I can't believe they're 8-8. Eight eight. Sean Payton should be up for Coach of the Year just for just just having them at 500. No Michael Thomas. No receiver of note. If you could name me one of their receivers right now, I mean, I, I mean, I know them, but I know that, you know, you're... Yeah. you're I'm, I'm weird with that, though. Like, mm-hmm. you're more casual a fan in that sense, knowing players and stuff like that. I know them all, but, like, do you know any of them? Not any no, of the exactly. Series, no. Exactly. Right. They're, they're terrible. Um, Kamara is their only person of any real franchise value. talent, right? You're talking, like, franchise-altering talent. It's Kamara. Um, they don't really – their defense is okay just because it's a team defense. Lattimore is good. They got some good backers, but it doesn't matter. Um, Seattle beats Detroit. I mean, yeah, Seattle should beat Detroit. Detroit started Tim Boyle. Um, once again, do you know who Tim Boyle I, I don't know. I don't even know who Tim Boyle is. No, Couldn't tell you where he went to college. Have no idea. Um, Seattle wins. Russ looked good. Doesn't matter. Uh, again, no playoff implications. How about this one does, though? Arizona, 25-22 to 22 over Dallas. Um, Dallas is still going to win the division, so it really doesn't matter. They're kind of locked into that four, right? I don't think they're ever going to catch Tampa for the three. And uh, I think the Rams are playing too well that they're not going to they're not going to move up to the two as well. So they're, they're kind of locked in that four, so it really doesn't matter for Dallas, although you don't like to see them lose to a team that could they could see in the playoffs, right? Because Arizona's probably going to be the five seed because they're they're not going to win their division, but they're easily the best wild card team. Yeah. So four, I think four plays five, don't they? So what, two is going to play seven, and then three will play six, and then, yeah, four plays five. So mm-hmm. that could very well be a playoff matchup, and again, it'll be in Dallas. Kyler Murray doesn't lose in Dallas. 6-0 and in Jerry's world if you count high school, college, and the pros. I mean, 25-22 Arizona. That's it. Um, we have what, a couple more games here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There we go. Okay. Um, Vikings, Packers. Oh, my gosh. I mean, no Kirk Cousins. They got their they didn't. They yeah. didn't run the football. I mean, what do you... I mean, it was really tough. It was right, really right. tough for the Vikings. I don't even expect Kirk, Kirk Cousins to go in there and win that football game, so why would I expect Sean Mannion right. to? Uh, that's not a spot for him at Lambeau on Sunday night. No way. Okay, how about Monday, January 3rd? Phenomenal day. The Pittsburgh Steelers defeat the Cleveland Browns 26-14 to in Big Ben's, presumably Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field. I mean, it was it was a special moment. It was, it was a special good. moment. That's, a, that's one of those games where I said going in, I said... That's the, everybody's pouring their heart out. Everybody's playing out of their mind. They did. Najee, TJ Watt, the whole defense. 26-14 uh, to 14 final. Big Ben was lackluster, but it doesn't matter. All, all of that counted was he got the win, and he did. That wraps up week 17 of the NFL season. Now, a perfect segue. Let's get into our top 10 quarterbacks for the season so far. And I love this. Through week 17, going into week 18. Was that you love what? I love it, too. The top 10 quarterbacks. Oh, my God, it's good. Well, it's great. P- 
people are always like, why do you talk about quarterbacks? It's like, well, because those are the faces of the franchise that can make or break. I did the rant last week. I said, the divisions are almost ordered perfectly from best quarterback to worst quarterback. So that's why they're important. If you are bad at quarterback, you are bad in this league. There's not a team that's in the playoffs right now that is downright bad at quarterback. None of them. Let me get my sheet here. All right. So, as we do, we start with number 10. Let's go with Dak Prescott. <clears throat> um, he's really, really good against crappy, crappy teams. Um, and you go and you play a, a, a legit team in Arizona who has a legit defense. Um, now, he looked good, but my issue is he didn't win. He didn't win the football game, right? Um, and he does have like a two equality where it's like things kind of have to be really good, right? Um, the two best seasons that they've had, the first one, really good running game. And now this one, because his rookie year, nasty running game. That's why they were so good. This year, they have a really good defense. So he, I'm not sure he can lead your franchise. Now, he is a good leader off the field and like at the podium says the right thing. He's never overwhelmed. So I think he is a top 10 guy just because of that. And he, you're never going to be bad with Dak at the helm. But I, he's just not good enough against good teams. They don't win enough games against good teams. All right, number nine, Derek Carr. Oh, wait. Actually, a stat, a just something to prove what I just said about Dak, right? I said he, he, he's not going to – if he's the best player on your team for that game, that doesn't mean you're going to win, right? They need a running game. They need the defense to show up. Dak played really, really well. 24 for 38, 226, three touchdowns, no picks, 106 QBR. Then they ran the ball for 2.6 yards a carry, 45 total yards on the ground, and they lost. So my point being, you need to run the football when you have Dak as your quarterback. Okay, what I say? Yeah, I said nine, Derek Carr. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of stats to back this one up. He's 21 touchdowns, 12 picks, he, or 14 picks now. He's nothing, you know, that's overwhelming you on the stat sheet, but he's nine and seven. They're nine and seven with an interim head coach with no physical specimens as as weapons because Waller's been hurt for about five weeks now. Yeah. I do like him as a weapon and, and when he is healthy, he is a physical specimen. But Hunter Renfro is your average dude. He, he, I mean, he's a good wide receiver. I'm not trying to rip on Hunter Renfro here, but he's not throwing to Devontae Adams. He's not throwing to Tyree Kill. He's throwing to Hunter Renfro and a bunch of guys that are okay. They're they're solid C-plus NFL players, right? And he's 9-7. and seven. No running game of note. His offensive line is patchwork. It's new. His defense isn't all that good. And they're 9-7. and seven. That's why Derek Carr is number nine here. He just wins games. And at some point, that has to matter. That has to matter. You know what I mean? If it was just talent, um, Justin Herbert last year would have been a top 10 guy. But, oh, wait, no, Justin Herbert was, what, 5-11 and 11 last year? So it's, you know, winning matters. Right, number eight, Kyler Murray. Um, like I said, on the road, in Jerry's world, that's a, that's a really good win. Um, that's also a tough matchup for Arizona because they don't respond well to to cover one or cover zero man. There's Greg Cosell was talking about it, and he's an absolute genius when it comes to film study and, and recognize all, recognizing all this. But Arizona went on that, that three-game losing streak because all those teams play really good man-to-man defense, and Dallas loves to play cover one man. So that was a tough matchup for Arizona, and Kyler went in there and just shredded them anyway. Like, say, you know what? I know it's the strength of your team. I'm going to go right at it. And they did. And they did. At number seven, Joe Burrow. Like I said, I, and I'm not. I'm not here to. I'm not. I want to throw him into the top five quite yet. But I will say he's close. I don't think he's been as consistent over the course of the year. And he does make a little. He makes too many mistakes. I mean, he throws too many picks. Um, and sometimes holds the ball a little long for my taste. But you cannot deny second most yards in a two game span in NFL history. 
Um, what he's got, he's got like eight touchdowns in two games. The last two games, he, I mean, he is really, really dynamic at quarterback, and he's peaking at the right time. So I do like that. He could keep rising. Like going into the playoffs, this is when you want Joe Burrow playing his best football, and he is. So yeah. let's let's have Joe at seven. He's answering the call. I will say that. You know, he's when it counts, he's there. All right, number six, Justin Herbert. I think. Uh, He's a little bit better version of Joe Burrow. They both kind of throw the ball downfield, move around a little bit, but are definitely throw-first guys that can move, throw the ball downfield, push the ball, aggressive quarterback. I think Justin's just a little bit better at it. I think he's got a bigger arm. He's a bigger athlete. He's a little bit more accurate. Doesn't turn the ball over quite as much, although it's actually pretty close. Um will say he was better early. He has that wow factor, so I'll go with Justin Herbert at six. What about Matthew Stafford at five? Now you're going to say, oh, he threw two picks and they, they only beat Baltimore. They only beat Tyler Huntley by one. Look, at a 96 QBR for the game. He's got the best pass rating of any quarterback in football in the fourth quarter this year. Um, when it counts, he is really, really good. They're 12-4. and four. I think that's the best team probably in the NFC. You could argue the league. Um, and he's at the helm of it. All right, number four, Josh Allen. I we had him at two last week because I said he put up the best quarterback performance I've ever seen, and I still believe that. Um, but then against Atlanta, who's kind of a lackluster team and a lackluster defense, throws three picks at home. It's like, oh my god, I just. But nonetheless, this is a list for the whole entire season, not just one week. So I do have to take into account that he did have the best quarterback performance, you know, two weeks ago, and. And over the course of the season, he has been one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. So we'll go Josh Allen at four. He's a physical specimen. All right, Tom Brady at three. Um, he just continues being, oh, I don't know, really good every Sunday at He's age 44. Amazing. Uh, 410 yards this past week. I understand it's against the Jets. It's, it's the NFL. It's any what team, you should do, by any, the way. Right. Any team, in. any Sunday can win. Right? So it's the Jets. So? So the Jets got a lead. So the Jets got a lead. You know what he did? He came back. He won the football. He put the team on his back at 44. At 44. I don't know. All right, number two, Patrick Mahomes. I know he lost to Joe Burrow, um, but he still played really, really good football. 114 QBR. I I wouldn't say it was like his fault that they lost. Their defense just got shredded for 34 points. Um, 26 for 35, 259. I guess he was being a little conservative. 7.4 yards in attempt are pretty, is pretty low for Mahomes, but in the grand scheme of things, he was still pushing the ball downfield you know, a decent amount. Like I said, two touchdowns, no picks, 114 QBR for the season. In his down year, let me, let me just read you his down year. Oh, he's, what, second in the league in yards? He's sixth in the league in yards. Third in passing touchdowns. He's 35 touchdowns, 13 picks in his down year. Oh, my. He's a beast. All right, um, number one, obviously. Um, if it's not your number one, don't talk to me. Aaron Rodgers. Can he do wrong? I don't know if he can. I'm again, 35 touchdowns, four picks. No, he's I insane. mean, just the most efficient quarterback on the planet right now. 29 for 38, 288, 115 QBR. When's the last time he had a bad game? Week one. Week I, one. Yeah. Week one. Yeah, that was the very first one, and then he said never again. I, I obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm not sure words really do it justice what he's doing right now. No. I mean it's effortless football. It's effortless for him. He walks up to the line of scrimmage knowing 100% that he can do whatever he wants with that football. I mean he puts it where he wants. Him and Devontae Adams are so locked in. I think they're. 
I, I think they're telepathic. I really do. Or te- is that right? Tele- yeah. 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 They can talk to each other through their minds. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they are. I mean, they're always on the same page. He's absolutely dynamic. He can make throws that nobody else can. Aaron Rodgers is 100% the best quarterback in the game right now. That's our top 10. To go back through, we have Dak at 10, Derek Carr at 9, Kyler Murray at 8, Joe Burrow at 7, Justin Herbert at 6. I just think Herbert's a little bit better than Burrow, but you could argue me into Burrow at 6. Matthew Stafford at 5, Josh Allen at 4, Tom Brady at 3, Patrick Mahomes at 2, and Aaron Rodgers at 1. Come back in the third segment for our top 14 NFL teams. Hey guys, it's Luke here from The Issue. Doing the podcast, we want equipment that works just as hard as we do. That's why we chose Rockville Audio when we thought to build the studio. We got our microphones, boomsticks, a mixer, headphones, audio cables, everything from rockvilleaudio.com. They have way more than that. They have stuff for your car, for boats, lighting, audio, everything you could possibly need. Find it at rockville.com. They are awesome. Go check it out. That is rockville.com. Oh, what's up? We are back. It is the third segment issue, January 5th, 2022. Wednesday. It feels weird. I filled out some forms yesterday. I went to the doctor. You know, normal, normal checkup type stuff, right? Okay. Just making sure you're not dying. Right, yeah, you know, you know, make sure the heart's healthy, all that good stuff, which it is. I'm gonna throw that out there. But anyway, I'm filling out some forms. Had to write 2022 on there. I'll tell you, it felt weird. It felt weird. Yep. I hate those forms where it's like, oh, you know, who in your family has died from this, 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 and this? You're like, dude, I do. I, do I look like I have everybody's obituary cut out and say I don't have the the cause of half, death? I can't even pronounce half the diseases that are yeah, on those I don't, lists. I don't have the cause of death for every. It's like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what, did your great uncle have any heart disease? I'm like, oh my. Like, if I would did your know third that. uncle once removed his cousin, did they have any form of myocarditis by chance? Yeah, it's like, I dude, I don't know. So, you know, anyway, I go on. I go on a little rant there. But without further ado, um, I, I don't think we have much to get into outside of our top 14 for this for this last segment here. No, yeah, and it should be good too. So. Let's start at 14. It's the same team that's been at 14, and I'm not sure they're going to move from 14, right? Um, it's, it's, the, it's the Eagles, right? We are a little bit high on them. We do like the Eagles a lot. But my issue is, when it comes to quarterback play, they are still below it. Like, I, I like Jalen Hurts, and he has exceeded my expectations, but my expectations were pretty low. I thought he'd be like a C-minus quarterback. He's been more like a, a C-plus to a B-minus, right? He still isn't consistently effective with his arm. But he is productive, and I will say they do run the football, which always plays in the playoffs pretty well. But you look at the teams that they, like, beat. They've beaten, like, Washington and New York, and then they go against, like, Brady and stuff, and they get crushed, right? They, they lose to most of the good teams they play, like the really, really high-end teams, and they're kind of eh against everybody else. So it does worry me a little bit, but I, they're obviously a playoff team. I do like that they run the football, and Nick Sirianni looks like he can coach right now. I mean, they're 9-7, and seven, yeah. and they don't really have... <clears throat> I wouldn't say that that's a nine and seven talent. That's not a playoff roster. I don't. I don't view that as a playoff roster no. in my opinion. And they are a playoff team. So Philly at fourteen. All right, New England at thirteen. New England is at, at thirteen. We had them as high as four in the last. I think. Th- I think two, two or three rankings ago, we had them as high as four. Um, I'm gonna break it down here, and if they, I think it comes down to Mac Jones. Um, coaching can only get you so far, right? I'm gonna break it down to Mac Jones. Um, and in eight games against like high-end teams, they're ten and six, right? 
in eight games against like really good teams, and I'm, I'm going to throw out the Buffalo game in the in the snow, right? Because he threw three times, and this is a Mac Jones analysis. So why would I include that? Let's throw that game out. That's a that's a I don't even know a nor'easter. That's not a football game. That was a a mud bowl. That's a turkey bowl type game, right? Against eight good teams, he's two and six. He completes 64% of his throws, which is, you know, pretty average. 253 yards a game, 10 touchdowns, 9 picks, 85 pass rating. Every single stat goes up against bad against bad teams except for his yards per game because they rely more on the running game against bad teams because they can. In seven games against bad teams, he's 7-0, 75% completion percentage, 213 yards a game. He's got 12 touchdowns, 3 picks, and 107 pass rating. Are they going to be seeing bad teams in the playoffs? No, no, no. no. I mean, are, are they going to see a team that's not... That doesn't mean they're playing KC, or they're not playing amazing teams every week, but you're not going to see a bad team in the playoffs. You're going to see a well-run team, a well-coached team, a team that generally is pretty good on the offensive lines, right? You don't see a lot of terrible teams on the offensive lines, which is kind of where New England would dominate, and I just don't see that happening for Mac Jones and, and the Patriots. I, I like Bill Belichick. I like their defense, but coaching can only get you so far against good teams or 2-6. and six. Against bad teams, Mac is 7-0, and oh, so... Um, I, I think they have that quality, and a lot of teams do. But that worries me because in the playoffs, you're seeing good teams. All right, let's go with Indianapolis at 12. Um, I, I, That's a bad loss for me. Vegas is a significantly less talented team than you. You're at home. You're playing well. Jonathan Taylor's ripping off five a carry, and yet you still throw more than you run it. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think they kind of got away from their identity. They got they kind of panicked a little bit because they got down. I, I think Indianapolis is a, is a good football team. They kind of lost their way this past week, and I can't unsee that. I think 12 is right about where they should be. They are the sixth seed, so that would put them around the 12th, you know, right? Um, they run the ball. They're not dynamic at quarterback. Their defense can get exposed a little bit on the back end. We'll go with them at 12. And I have San Fran at 11. And I said, I said to you, actually, you kind of determined this. I go, who do you think wins right now? And you said, probably San Fran. Because we had everybody else filled in. We're sitting there at 11 and 12. We go, these are the two teams. Who beats who if they play tomorrow? And you said San Fran, and I, I have to agree. I think San Fran does what Indianapolis does just a little bit better. I think their pass rush is a little bit better. I think they're off the line. At least pass blocking right now might be a little bit better. That's close, though. And I think they're running the football a little bit more effectively, especially by committee. And I think their quarterback, whether it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, is a more consistently accurate passer. It's going to push the ball downfield a little bit, right? Wentz, like I said, only had like maybe five yards in attempt this past week. San Fran's pushing the ball downfield. Lance was averaging almost 11 in attempt. I think they just do exactly what Indianapolis does, just a little bit better, and they have the playoff experience. We'll go with San Fran at 11. Um, LA at LA, uh, the Chargers at 10. I think because that's the team that's going to give the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs should be the favorite to come out of the AFC right now, even though they're not the one seed. I think that's a team that would give the Chiefs the most trouble, right? Herbert is scary if you're the Chiefs, right? So they they split with Kansas City this year, and they probably should have won the second one when they were at home, right? That was an insane game. Um, the last, like, fourth quarter in overtime from Mahomes, that was insane, and I'm not sure that's duplicated, right? And, uh... The Chargers give give the Chiefs a scare. I think they're 10 here because of how good Herbert's been. And if their defensive stars are healthy, which I think they will be, their defense actually isn't bad. If Darwin James is healthy, if Joey Bose is healthy, they're not bad. Let's go with Dallas at 9. Um, this is kind of a courtesy just to all their playmakers, and they do have a good defense. And the fact that they are going to host a playoff game, that that is a factor, right? I mean, it, 
we have Arizona higher, but it does scare me the fact that Arizona's got to go on the road, right? It does scare me that Cincinnati will host one, but then will probably have to go on the road, right? So it's a factor. Dallas will be able to host a playoff game. That's what you like to see. Um, their quarterback is good enough, although he's not special. Um, I, I think this, like I said, they're they're at nine just because they do have a good defense. Their offensive line is good. They have so many weapons at any given moment. They could go for 40. That's I think that's at any given moment, especially being at home, they could go for 40. Go with Dallas at 9. Their potential right. is so high. We'll go Cincinnati at 8 because I think that they're exactly what Dallas is, just a little bit better. I don't think the defense is quite as good, but they are a much more productive and more consistent offense. They run the football better. Um, and right now, they both have both Dallas and Cincinnati as playmakers, but Cincinnati's playmakers are actually making plays. Um, Dallas's are not. They put up 22 against Arizona. So, yeah, I'll go Cincinnati at 8. Plus, Joe Burrow's playing out of his mind. All right, Tennessee at 7. Um, I've said this. They just keep winning games, and I'm not sure how. I think it's a credit to their coaching. That's a credit to their defense. Their offensive line has been consistent. They're able to run the football even without Derrick Henry. Um, with some guys, they just picked up off the street, basically. Um, and Tannehill's making enough throws to win football games. He's not losing them games, right? We talked about, like, Baker. He's, like, losing Cleveland games, right? Absolutely. Just get out of the way of the ship, right? All you have to do is steer a little bit. Just just kind of right the ship. Tannehill's been able to, to steer the ship out of danger. And uh, it's been just good enough for Tennessee to win. They throttled Miami. They're at seven. Arizona at six. Um, I... They get DeAndre Hopkins back soon. Um, Kyler Murray's, I think, getting healthy. I think you saw that a little bit. He's using his legs a little bit more. He's able to throw the fall, uh, the football downfield. I don't see him wincing. He was, like, wincing for the, the couple games when he came back from injury. It's like, maybe that's not – maybe he came back a little early. I think he's starting to get healthy now. Um, their defense played well. If you're holding Dallas to 22 points, I think your defense is playing pretty well. They got some decent guys in the back end. I think their pass rush is excellent. Um, they, they have what you're looking for, right? They have – a really good quarterback, a really clever head coach, although I don't, I'm not sure he's a, a great coach, right? They, they do collapse the end of seasons the second straight year in a row, but good coach, good quarterback, good pass rush, average offensive line. They run the football. Arizona at six. Okay, let's go Buffalo at five. Um, Josh Allen is really, really good. Their defense is still really, really good. I would argue that they have a top three coach in the AFC, definitely a top three quarterback in the AFC. Probably even top two. Their defense is top four to five in every category that matters. Yeah. Um, although they don't run the football, I'm not sure they have to. Um, when they need to, they can, though, with Josh Allen as a running quarterback. They'd be no fun to play tomorrow, I'd be honest with you. I, their defense is physical. Josh Allen, is he makes plays where it's like, we defended it perfectly. I don't know what to do. Um, and there, there is a place for that because you're going to be seeing good defenses, and he can still pick the good defenses apart. And just yeah, just bull his way through. He's, he's right. six five. Six six five, borderline six six, like two fifty, two sixty, right? Big guy. Can run, can throw, is athletic, is physical, everything you need. What about the Bucks at four though? Um I think we had him at three last week. No, we I think we had him at four too. I'm not sure win over the Jets. A close win over the Jets is warranting them, you know rising, but I don't think it should warrant them falling either. No. I think they should stay right about at four. Um, Brady played well. I think they are becoming a little Brady dependent. They don't run the football anymore since Fournette's been out. Uh, his weapons are either stripping off the field or hurt, so I don't you know, it's it's hard to rely on them. I think they do still have Mike Evans and Gronk, but outside of that, you're it's kind of a question mark, so we'll go Bucks at four. 
What about Chiefs at three? Yeah, I think losing to Cincinnati does hurt a little bit, but they think what well, we haven't falling one spot. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure losing to a really, really talented Cincinnati team who's playing amazing football is that much of like a, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't damn them to the bottom of the list here, right? They're still a good football team. Mahomes is playing really well. Yeah, their defense got exposed a little bit, but so is everybody against Cincinnati lately. Um, yeah, Chiefs at three. At the end of the day, go into a playoff game and think, I have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you don't bet against that. Exactly. So I, I, let's go with Chiefs at three. Okay, Packers at two. Some of you might be like, why are the Packers not one? It's like, they, they win a little bit close for me, and I'm not going to even count this this past week against Minnesota. That's a, that's a game you win 100% of the time. They're banged up on defense. Their quarterback's out. They couldn't run the football. Dalvin Cook was was banged up. That's not a game that that should be within 40 points. I'm not saying that. Like I'm not. They won by 27. That that's awesome. But uh, go back to that Cleveland game. Baker gives you the ball four times and you win by two points. <coughs> Sorry, big tickle in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. No, yeah. I mean, they did enough this week to stay where they're at. Obviously, beating Minnesota like that is what you expect from from a Green Bay team. Like. Like they are, especially a divisional <clears throat> opponent late in the season. That, that's a win you have to have. No, I agree. Um, I still think that's a team that's going to compete for the NFC. Like I said, I just worry they're almost too Aaron dependent. The defense has a tendency to – they can't stop the run, so that that's mm. for one. And uh, every now and then, like I said, they do get a little Aaron dependent. But at the end of the day, they have a lot of playmakers. They're a good football team. They're well coached. We'll have them at two. What about the Rams at one? Um, I think – the ability to go on the road and win close, although it's not preferred, I'd love you to blow out every team, I think it actually says something about your football team, though, being able to go to Baltimore. Matthew Stafford throws two picks, you're down late, and you still win the football game. You play a C-minus football game, and you still win on the road in the NFL. I think that says something, because they don't have those games often, and when you do, you're still able to win. Yeah. Because every football team, every NFL team, probably has about five or six of those a year. If you can make five, uh, two or three of those into a win, if you could take a really bad game and make it a win, out of the five or six times that you have a really bad game and make that a, uh, make that a W, that's big. That's big in the standings. That's big for your confidence. That, that, I think that's really nice. Uh, I think the Rams are one right now. I think they have the quarterback that's playing at a well, obviously at a top five level, but in when it counts in the fourth quarter and in the second half, playing at a top two level. Um, they run the football. They're getting Cam Akers back. Their defense is still star-studded. Let's go with the Rams at number one. So to recap, starting down at 14, we have Philadelphia, New England at 13, Indianapolis at 12, San Francisco at 11, the Los Angeles Chargers at 10, Dallas at 9 at number 8. We have Cincinnati, number 7, Tennessee, number 6, Arizona, number 5, the Buffalo Bills, Four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three, the Chiefs. Two, the Packers. And number one, the Los Angeles Rams. To round out our top 14 playoff teams going into week 18, the final se- uh, week of the season. Gear up, baby. It is getting real. Um, thank you guys for stopping in. We no, appreciate yeah. you listening. Uh, okay, again, another shout-out to Bearded Wolf winning the our very first giveaway. Yeah. Um, guys, keep your eyes peeled on Instagram, on Twitter, right? We will be announcing our next giveaway, which will probably be towards the end of this month, yeah. um, getting into February. We'll probably do one at the beginning of every month, right? We'll announce it at the end of, uh, of January here. Um, just keep your eyes peeled. It's it's free stuff. Why not? No, oh, yeah, and enjoy these Wednesday episodes while you got them because I just realized something, you know, as we're going down that list. 
next Wednesday is our last, you know, hits and misses review for the week. This is the last the Saturday prediction episode coming right, up. It's, so it's make last sure time. you come back for that. Hopefully my voice will be better. Obviously, like once in the playoffs, we'll start diving deeper into every game because there's there's less games. Right. So we'll start doing a, a deeper analysis. But yeah, the hits and misses are going to be probably one or two hits, one or two miss. It's going to be a smaller. It's not going to be like this. It's not going it, to. The structure is going to be a little bit different. Right. We'll start we'll, ranking. We uh, will tweak. Yeah, we will tweak a little bit. Um, I think we might have two left because we'll probably do going into the first uh, week of the season as well. But yeah, that or going in after the first playoff. Yeah. yeah. And we'll kind of be structured similarly. But, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's about all we have for you guys. Hey, guys, thanks for uh, stopping by. Thanks for listening. And that was The Issue.